Hi, this is Chanda Rubin, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And guess what, folks? We've got another fun one for you today, similar to the format that we used when we compared Gael Monfils and Joe Wilfried Songer. We're doing it again, folks. We're doing it, doing it with some mothers. Bryce. <laughs> what you think, man? What you think? We're going to compare a couple moms on the tour? We are. And, you know, in honor of Mother's Day, with which was just this past weekend, um, we thought we would compare two of the more high-profile mothers on the tour, uh, players that have left the tour, had children and have come back to play. And those two players would be Victoria Azarenka and Kim Kleisters. Mm-hmm. And I know what y'all thinking. What about Serena? <laughs> no, we are no, because Serena would slap all of them down. <laughs> we need to find some people that were comparable. And you know, Serena is in her own, her own cloud, her own space. So we figured picking Vika, picking Kim, that would be a nice, nice duo to compare, especially like Bryce said on Mother's Day. Bryce. If, if they did uh, face Serena, they they better try to face her on a Grand Slam final. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Although, no, she might get hype with Vika, though, because you know she get hype with Vika in the Slam final. She's like, mm, girl, no. I'll lose to them other ones, but I ain't going to lose to you. <laughs> Oh, but we started out bad already. <laughs> right? Already. Shame, shame. Yeah, man. So, I, so folks, we thought it would be fun just to compare a bit of their careers um, and just kind of talk a little bit about, you know, you know, who's been flossing and who's who's had the better, you know, post-baby career. But Bryce, I think before we do before we dive into that, I think we were going to talk about some of the some of the news around uh, around the horn. Absolutely. And uh, I am happy to announce that we have finally had some live tennis to watch. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully everybody has has been watching the tennis channel. And for the last two weekends, we've had two men's events um, of the tennis channel. The first one was the Tennis Point Exhibition Series that was in Germany. Mm -hmm. It was headlined by Dustin Brown. Uh, right, right. We love Justin Brown. That's and right. um, it was won by Yannick Hoffman. And so th- this one didn't have the highest ranked people. Yannick is probably the highest ranked one. I think he was at 143. Right. Dustin Brown is at 199. Yep. The other four guys, I don't know if I had even really heard of them before, but it was just good to see, you know, some of the live play. Isaac, did you get a chance to catch any of it? I certainly did, my friend. I watched every drop of it because I needed to see some live tennis. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was actually a nice tournament, man. It was really good. You know, they they you know they seemed to know each other, and and it seemed like it was a good time. And it was really, like I said, just nice to see some pet competitive tennis back on the tube. You know what, though, I I want to highlight one player though that was from that exhibition. And do you remember watching the Benjamin Hassan guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he's ranked number 354 currently, so I understand why I had had not heard about him (laughs) uh, before. But I'm telling you what, watching his game, Mm -hmm. he has the strokes to serve, those drop shots. I mean, 
Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this guy is a future number one or anything, but <laughs> right. I think with the right coaching and if I think there are some maturation type of issues there, but yes. if he can bring that all together, he, he could potentially be a top 50 player, I think. I agree. I completely agree with that assessment. I think he is. He was one of the one of them that I was kind of looking at like, wow, you you are underachieving because he's, he's got game. And when his mind was right, and when he was playing Dustin Brown, Dustin was even looking at him like, are you really hitting these shots on me like this? (laughs) For real, though, dog? For real? Dude, But but you hit the nail on the head when his mind was right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When his mind, exactly. (laughs) Madison Keys. (laughs) Get your mind right. (laughs) So, anyway, that was two weeks ago. Now, last week, we had some tennis here in the States. We had the UTR Pro Match Series, and this one was a four-player exhibition in West Palm Beach. It was headlined by Riley Opelka, um, who was ranked, I think, about number 39. But the top-ranked person was that Hubert Herketsch. Yep, Herketsch, yep. And he's ranked number 29. Uh, he was a replacement for Berrettini. Berrettini had gotten hurt in practice and couldn't play. Right. Um, you also had Tommy Paul there, number 57. And you had number 47, Misha Kachmanovich, who was a last-minute replacement for Tennis Sangren. Uh, yep. thank, thank goodness. Uh, say ha- happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, he ended up making it to the finals where he lost in three sets to Riley Opelka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Good tennis. Good tennis. They actually played some relatively good tennis there. I was nice to see. I, I thought it was good as well. And so they are having a women's version of this in, I think, next weekend. And it's going to be at the same location. And it's going to be with uh, Anna Samova, Danielle Collins, Ali Risk, and Isla Tomjanovich. Correct. Yeah. That one will be nice. It'll be nice to see the ladies back out there, you know, getting a live tennis on as well. So definitely we'll be uh, tuned in to that as well. And what's really nice is, and we're not going to go through all of these every week, but it seems like these regional type of exhibitions are going to be like the thing to do for a little while. And so they're popping up all over the place. And I know, for example, this weekend, there's even going to be one here in Southern California that's going to be headlined by Sam Query and Bradley Klein and Ernesto Escobedo and even Tracy mm-hmm. Austin's son, Brandon Holt. So uh, just keep your eye out uh, for this. I think the Tennis Channel will be covering a lot of it. Um, I know we talked about Patrick Motagalu's big one that he's going to be doing, the Ultimate Tennis Showdown. Yep. It's it's been postponed for a month, so it is not going to start until mid June, I believe, but I think that exhibition is going to have some of our bigger names. Right, right. You think Serena will play? I'm not sure because it's in France, and I don't know if she's traveling to France. Right. right. So um, I'm I'm not really sure. But hey, it's like you said, it's just good to see some live tennis, and I'm right now. You know, when I get hyped on watching number 143 play number 354. <laughs> right 
you know it's a special time. <laughs> you know it's a special time. And quickly, let me just say this. You know them little TikTok things that uh, people have been putting out? Serena, mm-hmm. Serena's looking pretty good, bro. I mean, you know, for her to be, you know, you know, stay at home and all this other stuff, I have to say, and I don't know if they were doing some photoshopping or what, but Serena looked good, dude. I mean, she looked like she in like fit, like red to play fit. Well, you, yeah. Well, you know what? I saw that video she did yesterday with Venus when they were uh, doing warm up exercises together, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I and I thought the same thing when I was looking at Serena. I said, "Wow, Serena's looking pretty good." Yeah, so, uh, she looked good, man. So she she might be like, mm-hmm, y'all just wait. I needed this break. I got my fitness right. I'm about to come get you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so let's keep our fingers crossed. This is really a, a a good sign for her to that she's getting even more fit and she'll be even more ready when the tours resume. Yes. Now, before we get to the clusters, Azarenka stuff, mm-hmm. we have to talk just a few minutes about what the hell is going on <laughs> with family Djokovic. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, Djokovic's are going crazy, Bryce. They're they, going crazy. They are crazy. off the chain crazy chain. right now. The chain. And, and, look, and, and let's just start with something that we, now looking back, it was relatively uh, benign. Right. When, when the tour was talking about different concepts about how everybody would get back together and eventually start playing what would be the new mm-hmm. normal. And one of the things they talked about was the players getting a vaccine. Right. Um, and we know there are some people that are anti-vaccine. And, and But Djokovic stepped out there and was like, well, I don't know if I would take the vaccine to play. Maybe I wouldn't play. Right. Okay. That's the number one player in the world. Right. Talking about he not going to play if there's a vaccine. And, Lord Jesus. And although we thought he sounded crazy then. Right? That, <laughs> that was mild, dog. Uh, now, now you have him doing these live streams, and I think he calls, the, calls them the self-mastery project, mm-hmm. where he's talking with all these spiritual gurus about how to do this and how to do that. And now, the other day, they were talking about how human emotions can change the molecular strict uh, state of water. So like if you have some toxic water in front of you, if, if you just give it some feel good emotions around it, then you can drink it. I, <laughs> I, I can't, I just, cause first of all, I, they talked about this on tennis channel and Mary Carrillo went in Mm-hmm. She went in, dude. She was like, "Listen, if if that is the case, y'all need to be flying up to Flint, Michigan, and y'all need to work <laughs> some matches, right? Because they've been having a water issue for a very long time, and I don't think that positive thinking has been working for them. So if you think it' gonna work for you, you go and get up there and have have a drink, and let's see what you can do." And you know what? I thought Djokovic was already at the point where he understood, based upon his status in tennis, mm-hmm. that the words that come out of his mouth. They're wide reaching, right? Yes, and and yes. and he's a very influential person. And Correct. you know, I'm sure he wouldn't want to hear some story of some kid went and drank some toxic water because he thought he talked to it real nice. It was gonna be <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I mean I'm, I'm I'm serious. 
I know, but it's so funny. I can just see <laughs> sitting there talking to some water. You, you gonna be clean. <laughs> I mean, Djokovic, what is he thinking? Oh my god! And, and so, as if oh. he wasn't crazy enough. Oh goodness! Now his mama out here talking noise, <laughs> right? Mama done got into this way. But, but, but again, we knew that the parents, you know, they 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 a little special anyway. But yeah, I mean, they come right. I mean, Djokovic's dad has already gone out and said, you know, Roger Federer, you know, has this nice, good image on court, but he's really not a nice human off the court. And and now the mama's coming around the corner saying, yeah, he's arrogant and and all this kind of noise. Mm. Oh, look, I don't care what they as Djokovic's parents think about Roger Federer, but do they not understand that when they make comments like this, it's only going to hurt their son? It's, it's only, exactly. Don't, exactly. don't they know that Federer's fandom is deep? It is deep, deep like the river. <laughs> deep like the, I mean, <laughs> you, you do not F with the Fed fans, man. Right. What's and wrong so, with you? So if he thought he wasn't getting no support when he played Fed before. Man. I mean, mm. what, what's she going to do next? Talk about Beyonce and have the Beehive come after her? <laughs> she don't want to do that. No. <laughs> the Beehive will eat, eat me on yet. We <laughs> the, don't even want to go there. <laughs> wait a minute. You have all kind of non-tennis fans <laughs> at the U.S. Open. Right? Talking about bzzz. Yeah, talking yeah. about <laughs> He would not be able to play, bro. He wouldn't be able to play. Oh, my goodness. And I don't know bro. if this whole, like, isolation thing has just drove that family crazy or <laughs> or what, but I don't get it. I don't get it either, bro. I mean, it's just, it's insanity. And it's like you said, when you are the number one player in the world, you have to understand and know that you have a responsibility to not only the sport, but to your fan base to be responsible the whole thing around just thinking positive and and water will clean it. Come on, man. Listen, I know Jesus turned water to wine, but y'all ain't got that type of power. Don't, right. don't, don't you don't you be trying to be my Jesus now. Right. Then we will have some issues. Let right. me tell you. But you just that's not responsible. It is completely irresponsible to do something like that, given the large platform that he has. It's right. just wrong. Right. It's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I just he, he, he that family. Ooh, Lord, we we need to open some things up so they they can get back out there and start getting their mind right because it ain't right. It ain't right. Well, right we now. we're gonna keep the Djokovic family and our thoughts while they're going through these strange and unusual times. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> so anyway. Oh. Let's, Lord have mercy. Let Isaac go ahead and take us into this Azarenka Kleisters comparison. Yeah, man. So we thought we'd go into it and talk about the mamas. And, you know, I was afforded the opportunity to represent Miss Azarenka. And you know what? Azarenka done done her things. I mean, like I said, we don't want to put her against Mama, Mama Serena, though. <laughs> she'll get the smackdown. Right. But I tell you what, you know, she has had a relatively, not relative, she's had a, 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 you know, Hall of Fame career. I mean, starting off in the junior, she won a couple of, um, of Grand Slams in the junior ranks. 
Um, and then, you know, when she got into the pro tour, I mean, of course, she, we know she's been number one in the world. She was number one for like 53 weeks or 51 weeks or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, she's got two Australian Opens behind her. Um, she's, you know, she's made the finals of the U.S. Open twice. Unfortunately, getting the, well, not unfortunately, but getting the smackdown from Serena. <laughs> um you know, and she's done well in the other slams. I mean, she's been to the semis a couple of times at Wimbledon. She's been to the semis at the French. So, you know, Azarenka has done her thing. She, 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 she done popped it off a little bit. So she might be like, yo, Kim, I got a little something for you. I got a little something. <laughs> what Kim got, bro? What Kim got? Well, I'll tell you what. Kim said to Victoria, let me show you what you tried to do. And, <laughs> you know... Kim has some great state stats. You know, she's won 41 singles titles. She's mm. won 11 doubles titles. And one of the things that I've always respected about players is those players that have been able to hold the number one ranking in singles and doubles concurrently. Right. So, you know, she just showed that she was a beast either way. She's won four Grand Slam singles titles. She won one before she had any kids. And then she came back and she won three afterwards. And so for me, Kim kind of has a little bit of like this legacy that I talk about with Agassi. The second Mm -hmm. part of her career to me really cemented her her legacy. I think if she would have gone out with just one Grand Slam title, they would have been like, okay, she's cool, but really how different is she from Anastasia Mosquina? But, (laughs) you you know, but the fact that she came back and she picked up three more, was huge. She's right. won uh, two women's uh, Grand Slam doubles titles, and we, we remember that partnership with her and Aisu Viyama. That's right. They had a great right. uh, partnership. And I don't know. I, I think there's just a few things that Kim has done that really kind of gives her the edge over Victoria here. No, right. Number one, she did get a Fed Cup win. So she has that in her bag. She and Justine put their knives away for a half second so they could go ahead and get that done. I like that. No, seriously, because let's not forget, Kleister's, you know, was quick to call Justine out on her fake injuries and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't a whole lot of love there. Um, Also, now, this may be, to me, one of the most impressive stats. Kim Kleisters is the only player to have beaten both Venus and Serena in the same tournament twice. Now, I, th- I think there are five people, I may be wrong about this, four or five people that have beaten Venus and Serena in the same tournament. But Kim mm-hmm. is the only one who has done it twice. Mm-hmm. And then, I-, I guess what the final body slam on Victoria <laughs> is is that Kim was number one in the world before she had babies. Mm. She came back after having babies, ascended to number one again. Wow. And now she's even back for a third run. So (laughs) I don't, I think Victoria's current ranking is 58. So I don't know after she's had Leo, you know, really, I feel like a lot of Victoria's stats may have been before Leo, but I don't know what she's really done afterwards. Yeah, it's been really hard for her to kind of get her footing after after coming back with the baby. And to be honest with you, Bryce, I think a lot of it has been mental. 
because if you recall, there was all of the child custody battle mm-hmm. that had to happen, and that was in 2017. And I mean, when you got that type of stuff weighing on your mind, it's really, really hard to focus in on a tennis match. Well, so, and, and let's not forget, it wasn't just that, because remember, there was that whole period that she couldn't even travel. Couldn't travel, Because right. her, her baby daddy uh, nope. would not allow her to take the baby, and the courts wouldn't allow her to leave, and she wasn't going to go play without her child, which I think that whole situation was foul, but I, you know, it ain't my situation. But uh, <laughs> Right, right, right. But you're right, though. That was that was crazy, though. Yeah, because she was pretty much confined to, to being in the States because, yeah, she he wouldn't allow her to uh, take the baby out of the country. So she was like, well, it looks like I can't travel no place. And uh, yeah, that was that was unfortunate for her. She's so she's been through some stuff. I know that they interviewed her maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago, uh, when they were doing the uh, Australian Open recap on the Tennis Channel. And it seems as though she was in relatively good spirits. They even showed her and, and little Leo, the baby, and, and um, you know, uh, she's, she seems to be, you know, trying to use this time wisely to get, get, a, get herself right, her mind right, and her situation right. So that she can potentially come back out there and, and, and maybe make a you know make a make a run again, but uh, it's like you said, you know Kim has been able to readily do that, and uh, we're hoping that on this third go round she's able to do it yet again. Well, and, and something else I would say with Azarenka, although she hasn't had the singles results after you know having a child, she's currently ranked number seven in doubles. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because isn't she, she was she plays with yeah. Ash Barty, right? That's right. That's right. They ended up, I believe, as finalists in in the I forget what tournament they were playing. But yeah, she played with with um, with Ash and they ended up being finalists. I think it might have been the U.S. Open. Um, I'm not really sure. Shame on me for not knowing those stats off offhand. But I am pretty sure. Yeah, it was the 2019 U.S. Open. So uh, her and Ash Barty played uh, my girl Sabalenka and uh, Mertens. Mm. Yeah, and they lost seven five seven five in the final. Well, I tell you what, Kim, I don't think she's coming back and playing on doubles. She said, as a ranker, you go ahead and clown on them doubles championships. I'm coming back for singles. And I tell you what, although Kim is 0 for 2 in her comeback, she has had two brutal first round uh, matchups. Oh, gosh, yeah. She had, her first match was against who? Muguruza? Yep. Who, yep. who has been clowning over the last, you know, couple of months of the season uh, well really if you think about it ever since she kind of had that resurgence back with Wimbledon she's been doing uh pretty well and then yeah. who was the other person she had uh oh, gosh who she, did she play she had somebody else that it was brutal but she ended up playing very well in both of those matches and um I just think it's been a little unfortunate I don't know whether it's unfortunate that she hasn't been able to build upon those matches because of the the tour's hiatus, or is it really giving her more time to get right? I, I'm I'm thinking it might be the latter. To be very honest with you, I think she, she you know she was able to test the waters a little bit against Mugu and was it Burton's that she played? Uh, oh yeah, maybe it was. Was Burton. it Kiki? Yeah, it, it was Kiki. Yeah, yeah, and so um. But, you know, so she got out there, tested the waters. She 0-2, and she's like, okay, okay. That that gives me a, a sense of what's up. I played the Grand Slam finalist for 2020, Australian Open, Muguruza. Played a tough, you know, and like I said, Kiki, top, what, she, she's top 10, right? 
thought she was. Uh, around so, that, yeah. yeah. Right, right around there. So, I mean, hey, to, to play two matches like that and – and you know, and play respectable, then you know you gotta at least feel like you're you're right at the cusp of, of doing some good things. So I would think it's gonna be the latter, bro. I think she's off. She getting you know getting herself right, getting her mind right, and she's gonna be ready when the tour starts up again. I believe. Right. So yeah. I think when they come back, it's gonna be really interesting to see if Azarenka can't produce some better uh, results here, because as as the way it looks right now. Kim has shown like she's the queen of of the comeback after the kids. I mean, even exactly. I mean, even honestly, I mean, not to be blasphemous or anything, but even like in comparison to Serena right now, because all yeah. although Serena has gotten to four Grand Slams finals, she ain't snagged one yet, and we know that there's some extra pressure there with the whole record and all that. But Kim came back in her and her and her second comeback, and and she jumped on those titles early. Yeah, she really did. But at the same time, though, she wasn't chasing chasing history either. So we'll also give that little bit of nod to Serena. I'm hoping that she's taking this time not to completely go with the Serena path, but I really hope she's taking this time just to be, just to be free and let her mind be free and just get out there and just play, just swing away and play. Don't don't worry about nothing. If you lose, then at least lose on your terms. Don't lose being nervous. Lose hitting out lose just playing ball you know what i mean ball out right. and that's what you and i were talking about is again i i want serena to go out on the court lathered up i want to already see her sweating like she done already played two sets against venus before she jumped on the court i don't care what she need to do but she needs to just get out there and play just straight up hood ball and get her her grand slam t- uh, uh, title because to me that's what it's going to take she needs to just get out of her own way well i have the answer for her all she needs to do is imagine every match she's playing Sharapova. <laughs> exactly. She, she exactly. will start racking up the title <laughs> left and right. I'm telling you. You are so right about that. Because I don't know what it is about Maria Sharapova, but when Serena sees her across the net, she's just like, nah, chick. I'm about I'm about to bring my game, and then she did it with the cat suit on this last time. <laughs> I tell you what, yes, yes, sir, yeah. Could yeah. could you imagine if when Serena was playing mixed doubles with uh, Andy Murray, if she played against Sharapova and Tennis Sangren? <laughs> She would take somebody out, bro. She really would take somebody <laughs> out. She would. Someone would definitely get hit in the chest. That's that's all I would say. <laughs> Only on a Brothers on Tennis episode would you hear us talking about Serena Williams on a Azarenka Clusters comparison. <laughs> Only here. Only here you're gonna get Only that. Here. Only here you're gonna get that. Hey, because it's the queen. You got to bring the queen into any discussion because she always fits. She right. always fits right. because she's she is the benchmark for which anyone is compared to. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so what I am most proud of is yeah. that we have actually completed Bruh. an episode within 30 Bruh. minutes. I know, I know our <laughs> listeners are like, yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> These boys be making my ears bleed. Right? <laughs> we sorry, folks. We are trying. We are definitely trying. We are. But anyway, <laughs> we just wanted to highlight two of 
the best tennis playing mothers we know out on the tour right now. And, and we kind of threw the queen mother in there too for a little bit. That's right. But That's right. Uh, we are proud of both Kleister and Azarenka uh, for showing that they could come back uh, to top form. And uh, really looking forward to seeing what they're going to bring when the tour is resumed. Any final words from you, Isaac? No, nah, man. I just really had fun on this episode. This was good. And I just want Djokovic to get his mind right. Because <laughs> I was I was starting to like him, Bryce. See, I ain't going to go on no tangent, but I was really starting to like him. And then he come out with this? Come on, man. I'm telling you, tell you what, man. Something ain't right in them woods. I tell you. I don't know. We're just going to have to pray for him anyway. <laughs> all right. That's all I got, brother. What about you? Well, I just want our listeners to go out on Instagram. If you have Instagram or Facebook, we are going to be having a poll about who should we go after for our next interview on Brothers on Tennis. And I'll go ahead and let you know the five people that we're considering. Katrina Adams, Taylor Townsend, L.Z. Grandison, Francis Tiafo, and Kamal Murray. So if you have an idea of who you'd like to see us interview, you can go to our website and send us an email. You can go to any of our social media platforms and drop us a note. Or you should see a post from us on Facebook and Instagram and just respond to the post. And the person that gets the most votes, that's who we're going to go after. And we're going to tell that person that the fans of Brothers on Tennis mm. want you to be on our show. That's right. That's right. So we need you, folks. Get on out there and vote for us. I want to know who you think. Absolutely. So to make sure we don't go after this 30 minutes, this is your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everybody be safe. And we'll talk to you soon.